Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here today. And you probably aren't thinking that I'm so pumped to talk about burnout, but I am because I've got four ways that we're going to talk about of how to avoid burnout or rebound if you've had it or you're in it right now, right? But first, before we get into burnout, I want to set the stage. There are so many of us that are on a journey toward obtaining this perfect harmony of work-life balance. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's a girlfriend of yours. I know that a lot of us are trying to obtain this perfect work-life balance because I've tried to do it myself. I've beaten myself up when I could not find it or figure it out. And I'm asked that question so many times that I want to just acknowledge my answer. I don't believe in it. I think it's total BS. Honestly, I really think that burnout is only just a symptom of the real problem. The real problem It's that we collectively, like all of us, have been sold the idea that there is this balance that's actually attainable. And so many of us feel unfulfilled because we feel like we're failing, because we're striving for something that doesn't even exist. Girl, you show me or tell me about one woman who manages it at all. I will tell you, there is at least one ball that she is dropping just a little bit. She would tell you that too if she's honest, but it's because she's human, just like we both are, right? It's okay. It's normal. You can't juggle it all perfectly. Why is that the expectation? And if you're like, oh no, Kesh, I know this woman, I know her, and she actually does manage it all. She is a unicorn. (laughs) I want to remind you, I'm sure she's unicorn-esque. And if you like her, I probably would too since we're girlfriends here, right? But she's not doing it alone. And I'll tell you, it honestly makes me a little bit irritated when anyone tries to pretend like everything is perfect simply to portray an image. And it's the reality of our world now, right? We live in a social media world. We live in a filter world on Instagram where you are seeing someone's very carefully curated content and you're measuring yourself and your success and your behind the scenes messy stuff against their perfect stuff, right? I get it. I do think social media is important. In fact, we're probably connected because of social media, but we've got to call BS sometimes. We've got to be real sometimes. It's like when you see the girl that's like interviewed on Instagram or like, you know, a fitness person on Instagram, she's got crazy muscle mass. And she's like, I just love donuts. That's my secret sauce. And sometimes I do Pilates just, you know, when my heart feels like it. And you're like, no, literally no, girl. That is not accurate. You don't just shovel in donuts on your couch and do Pilates when you feel like it and look like that. Let's keep it real, right? 
or the celebrity. It's the celebrity or like the really impressive entrepreneur who just pretends like they have it all together, but they don't acknowledge their assistant, their housekeeper, their nanny, the person that like cooks their food and physically puts it in their mouth for them, styles them, does their makeup, whatever it may be. They have someone helping them, right? And I think that's amazing and so smart. I think smart people ask for help, but the problem comes in when maybe you or a girlfriend of yours stumbles upon her Instagram when you're in a dark place or your girlfriend's in a dark place and they're doubting themselves thinking, why can't I do it? She can do this. Why can't I do it all? What's wrong with me? Forgetting they have help or they're not telling you the truth. Okay. So before I dive into the actual tips, I just want to acknowledge it's absolutely okay. And so smart to ask for help. I think smart business people outsource. And while I haven't made any humans yet, (laughs) you best believe I'm going to hire a babysitter or a nanny from time to time so I can build a business and keep these humans alive and keep a marriage thriving and do all the other things that I want to do. But I'm also going to acknowledge it because I don't want anyone creating an idea that they are not capable thinking that I'm a superhuman that can handle it. So let's just call the BS what it is. Okay. I digress. I could go down a 20 minute random tangent and that's not what you came for. I mean, maybe you came for the tangents. If so, just like slide into my DMs like, hey, Kesh, I came for the tangent. Here's your fun gift. Happy Thursday. (laughs) But honestly, let's dive into the tips, how to avoid burnout or how to rebound from it. So number one, intentionally pick your season. So this is interesting because a season can be any length of time. It can be as short as a week, as long as a few months. You do you. You get to pick what that actually means to you. But I am someone who likes to fall in love with the process, not what the process produces. So my main focus is always around the actual journey itself rather than the end goal. So to give you a a tool that might help you understand yourself better, I'm obsessed with the Enneagram test. If you haven't heard of it, you should jot that down, Enneagram. And you can Google it. It's totally free. And it's a personality test that gives you a number that correlates to your personality. So for me, I'm a seven, which is an enthusiast. And Sina, my boyfriend, is a three, which is the achiever. So even probably just by the description of the number, you can probably tell that I am very focused on making sure that the journey is really fun, right? So I get really obsessed with the process of everything. And Sina is very focused on, okay, what's the end goal? How are we going to get there? The achievement, right? Both are so important, which is why I think that seven and threes go really well together. But I have to remember that there's a balance for both of those things. So when I'm in a season of hustle, it means that something else might have to get put a little bit on the back burner if that's my season. So for me personally, I never put my health on the back burner and I never put my relationship with Sina on the back burner, regardless of the season. But maybe I have a little bit less girls nights. Maybe I have to ask myself the question, if it doesn't feel like a hell yes in a season of hustle, I've got to say no because I'm working on a major business project. For example, especially in the early season of building my business, when I had no idea what I was doing, I still feel that way sometimes. I will acknowledge that. But especially early on that first year, I definitely still had unplugged time, but I focused a lot of time outside of my corporate job. At the time I was working at Google, 
I focused a lot of my other time outside of that to build the foundation of my business. And while I would do it a million times, trillion times over to get where I am today, I knew going into it that it was a season of hustle. So I didn't feel burned out, right? And I could focus on falling in love with the process and knowing that there was an end goal. So that perfect harmony of seven and three on the Enneagram, right? The process and the end goal. So maybe you're in a different season of your life though. So the business example doesn't relate to you. Maybe you are keeping a new human alive, a baby, right? Or maybe you're super exhausted because you're in your first trimester of your pregnancy. I will tell you, I know nothing about this because I've never made a human, but I hear that your boobs hurt and you often need to nap a lot. And that also it looks different for everyone. So you do you boo, you know yourself, but maybe this season of your life means that you really focus on keeping that human alive and adding a new health and fitness routine to make sure that you're happy in the process right? And maybe your business has to look a little bit different. And maybe going out with girlfriends is honestly non-existent for a chunk of time. Because remember, you're keeping a human alive. You're a unicorn. You are an actual unicorn. Okay. The point is during a season, when I'm intentional about picking my season, I pick one thing or a couple that I'm okay with dropping a little because I need to focus on something that's higher priority. And as long as I acknowledge it to myself, and to my important people, I don't feel guilty about dropping the ball. So one action step from that is maybe sit down and kind of think about your season of life, make a list of your priorities and see if there's one thing that you feel comfortable intentionally putting on the back burner, right? And if you're in a season of hustle, especially if you're building a business, oh girl, I will tell you it is worth it, right? But you're gonna have to ask yourself the question. If it's not a hell yes, sometimes you're gonna have to say no. But you will not feel burnt out if you don't try and do it all. So if you're feeling this burnout coming, make sure you're asking yourself that question. Is it a hell yes? Or is it something that I'm okay with saying no to right now? Because my plate is already full to the maximum. And if you're rebounding from burnout, please ask yourself the question, how is this going to look differently this time around? How can I approach this season of life with a different lens so I don't try and do it all, so I don't get burnt out, so I don't feel like I'm failing, right? Number one, intentionally pick your season. Okay, let's move to number two. Set your boundaries. Oh, I love talking about boundaries because like I said, I do not believe in balance, but I so believe in boundaries. And I think if we want to be happy, fulfilled humans, we have to have our brains actually functioning, right? So that we can get excited and create the right mindset around our life and the boundaries that we have to put in place to create that life that we want. So if we ever feel like we don't have control over our life or our business, it's often, if we just take a second to think about it, it's because we allowed people to set a step over a boundary. Often it's because we haven't even set a boundary. So they don't even know they're overstepping. Let me explain. So a boundary, that is a structure that determines what will exist and what will not exist. So as the leader of your life, you get to set the boundaries and you get to determine what will exist in terms of behaviors and actions and what will not. 
So basically, you get to tell and show people where they can and cannot step. Otherwise, you should probably expect they're going to walk all over you. Not because they're trying to be malicious. They just don't know better. So here's a couple of tips for setting boundaries and questions that I've asked myself. When do you work out? You know that I believe, and I'm thinking you probably do too if you're listening to this podcast and you vibe with me at all, that you are in control of your energy. It's your duty and responsibility to control your energy. So when do you work out? Have you mapped that out? When do you unplug? Because your phone does not have to be another limb on your body, right? What social commitments do you have this week? What does your husband have? If you have a husband or a wife or a significant other, do you have kids that you are responsible for keeping alive? If so, what's involved in that, right? And if they're at the age where they need to go to like activities, who's taking them? You, your significant other? If you work on your business and you're building a business, when are you actually working? All of those questions, I actually would compact into a Sunday night conversation um, with Cena. I still do this to this day, but it helped me a ton when I was working full-time at a corporate job at the time I was working at Google when I first started building my business. So I would sit down with Cena on Sunday nights. And because everything changes week to week, we did this every single week where we'd go through all of those questions. When are we working out? When's our date night? What commitments do we have? What commitments does he have? What do we have together? When am I working on my business? I mapped out the whole week, right? Because If we haven't made the decision of when we're working, when we're not working, when we're working out, what commitments we're saying yes to, what we're saying no to, how are we going to communicate to other people that want our time if we're available or not? If we don't know the answers to when we're doing things that are priorities to us, like date night, for example, then you best believe that's going to take the back burner because it's not penciled into your week. And we can't get mad or frustrated with people reaching out to us at inconvenient times or asking us inconvenient tasks that they need us to do because they don't even know it's inconvenient. We're allowing them to reach out to us. We're making ourselves available. And then we're getting annoyed, right? The logic actually doesn't make sense when you think about it, but it's so normal and I do it all the time, but I work on it constantly because I know that they're going to repeat the behavior and eventually... I'm going to want to take a fork and poke my eyeball out, right? Or in other words, you're going to feel burned out. So if you're feeling the burnout coming, why not sit down and make a list of a few boundaries? Implement that Sunday night routine schedule. Or if you're rebounding from burnout, ask yourself, what boundaries do I first need to put in place to protect myself and my energy so I don't repeat this cycle again? Okay? So number two, set your boundaries. All right, number three, take inventory of your communication channels. That sounds fancy schmancy, but basically what I mean is if you don't decide your priorities, how and when you will communicate with people and through what method, other people are going to decide them for you, right? And if other people are deciding your priorities, you should probably expect you're going to feel like a freaking chicken with your head cut off or a browser, right? With too many tabs open, you're going to feel burnt out. But if you communicate the channels at which people can connect with you and how you're going to approach them and manage those channels, you're not going to feel guilty because you've controlled what you can control and you've communicated it to other people. So they're in the know. Let's talk about a couple of main ones, text messages, social media, and email. First, text messages. 
Are you responding right away when you get a text because you feel obligated? You're never going to need my permission to do anything, right? But I do want to just give you permission and remind you, you do not have to respond to a text message. I know that you like know this in your gut, but you don't have to be available just because someone else wants you to. You don't need an excuse to not text back right away. And you don't have to apologize if it took you a couple of hours or even days to respond. Help me fight this idea (laughs) that we have to always be on. Because I really believe that for our generation, this is going to kill us. This is going to ruin marriages. This is going to ruin relationships. This is going to squash dreams that we don't chase because we feel like we're burnt out before we even start. So my action tip for text messages, I time block. And I respond to non-urgent text messages in one chunk of time. And I don't feel bad about it. And nobody has the expectation that I'm going to immediately respond because I don't. That's it. Social media notifications. All right, girl, tell me why are they on? Why do you have the notification where like it comes up onto your phone where it's like ping, 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 ping. And you're like, ooh, right? I've built a seven-figure business through social media. So trust me, girl, I see the value. This business has changed my entire life. I've met some of my best friends through social media. I mean, like I said before, you might only be listening to this podcast because we're connected on Instagram. If we're not, come find me. Tell your friends. (laughs) No, but honestly, if we're in person, you're not going to see me on my phone. Even though I've built a seven-figure business through social media, you're also not going to see me a slave to my notifications because I time block notifications as well. And I don't have alerts on my phone. If you're building a business, this is crucial. And I talk to all of the coaches that I mentor about this. But even if you're not building a business, why do you have alerts on your phone? Go check that stuff later on your own time. Don't feel like someone else is navigating your schedule because it makes you feel free. It makes you feel light. It takes pressure off. You just feel so much less burnt out. Okay. All right. Last one. Email. The best tip that I can give you about email is blast some jams, right? We actually have a Spotify playlist for this podcast with pump up jams called Empower Her um, Playlist, right? So check that out. But also just pump some jams, make it fun. Time blocking is crucial for this. But also Brendan Burchard um, is an author. He's a speaker. He has a ton of courses. I love him. He talks a lot about productivity. And he also talks about how humans can actually only focus for 50 minutes, five zero minutes anyway. So set an alarm on your phone and get in the zone for 50 minutes and then get up and dance around, right? Can you imagine you just have a dance party in your office? You're like, doh, doh, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> honestly, or stretch or just close your eyes for a second. Go to the bathroom, go to the paper shredder, go say hi to Sally Sue and HR, right? <laughs> then get back after it. If you make it more fun, you're going to experience less burnout. Fall in love with the process, not what the process produces. And another bonus tip, if this applies to you, one of my best friends, Kate, she was in a management role and she had a lot of moving parts and time zones and things that she was navigating. And what she would do is sometimes she would get ahead of her work on the weekends, but she would draft the emails so they would actually send on Monday, even if she wrote them on Saturday because she wanted to teach people that she was unavailable on the weekends so she didn't have to be a slave to her email, right? So 
if you're getting a ton of emails and you're responding right away on the weekends and then you're mad that your boss is sending you emails on the weekends, well, maybe you should stop responding on the weekends, right? And what it did, especially if you're in a management role, is people model your behavior, right? So Caitlin didn't want any of her employees, the people that she was managing, to feel burned out. So by her modeling that, they knew that they were allowed to have weekends off too, which creates more productive, happy, excited employees. And for those of you that are building a business through social media, like I am, one tip that serves me is I close down communication channels and open up new ones as my business grows or changes. For example, I mentor a lot of women to build side businesses. And they know when they sign up with me as their mentor in this business that they do not text message me about the business. They can text message me because we're friends, but not about the business. And they don't DM me on Instagram questions about the business. They message me on Facebook or via email because then my phone isn't like a zoo of business stuff and it helps my brain really sort through things and not miss things, right? So you get to choose the uh, communication channels, but people have to know why you're doing it and then you don't feel guilty, right? All right, last one. Number four, make you a priority, but drop the BS story because it's not serving you, right? Make you a priority, but drop the BS story. I hear this all the time. Well, Keisha, if I didn't have kids or if I didn't have such a crazy social life, if I had a more supportive husband, if I didn't travel so much for work, if I was a stay-at-home mom, if I didn't have an actual corporate job, if I had the network, if I had the abs, if I lived in XYZ city, et cetera, et cetera, yada, 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 then they could build a business, wake up earlier, start a fitness routine, start their dream career, go back to school, find the guy. Guess what I found? The people who do the if-only game They not only suck the life out of themselves, but they don't see as much success in their business or in their life. And they don't feel fulfilled because they're coming from a place of lack and they're playing the comparison game. Guess what that does? It turns it into a negative and that does not attract good things or good people into your life because you're not vibrating at the right frequency to attract those people or things in. So girl, everything is figure outable. I know that's not a word, but let's just make it one because it's so great and it feels good. But I guarantee you, girl, you've been through harder things than you're going through right now. And if you can honestly say, Keish, I have it. Right now is really hard. I'm really burnt out. I'm going to tell you, girl, I feel you. I hear you. And I believe to my absolute core that the future version of you is going to thank you. It's going to thank you so much. And she's going to say, thank you for growing through this tough time. Thank you for learning what you learned. This is serving you. And this is eventually going to serve others in a more massive way. I believe in life. If you honor your own boundaries, people will respect that. And perhaps they will even follow in your footsteps because you show them what it can look like and feel like to not be burnt out and instead to show up as a hundred proof and live your life loud and freaking proud. What a ripple effect that could make. Pretty powerful, right? Can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Talk to you soon, girl. Hey!
Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share it with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here, still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.